0: All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in to Back to Your Story, a podcast about real people and real stories. Today we have on the legendary Katie Buxton. Man, was this a fun podcast? She's just such a sweet soul, very talented musician, and just an all around great human being. Uh, if you guys want to head over to our YouTube channel and watch this instead of listen to it, go over to youtube.com backslash back to your story uh we're constantly posting new stuff we're doing it pretty much bi-weekly now but uh we're trying to get out at least a few of them every single month um as always hope everyone's staying safe as the world's starting to reopen without further ado here's the story of katie buxton from the land of mystery would dreams become reality always listening to stories from the past the present and the future this is back to your story Boom, there we go. Katie. Hello. How are we doing? I'm great. All right. All right. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I feel good. good. Um, it's uh, it's good to be back. You know, like I, like I said, I took like a, I don't know, like a week and a half off, two weeks off. So uh, to to have someone else sitting in the chair and myself sitting in the chair, uh, it, it feels good.
1: Yeah. It's kind yeah. Of,
0: it's kind of like therapeutic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've only done, I've only done one other podcast, but- I mean, I love, yeah, yeah.
0: It's fun, man. I mean, especially when it's like the like the right vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like depending on the host or depending on the interview. For sure. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I like to look at these more as like uh, deep intellectual conversations than even like a podcast. Mm-hmm. These are things that I would normally do, uh, you know, on my, my day-to-day life. Even like when I was cutting hair, John and I would, you know, You'd be in the chair for fucking hours. Three minimum? Three <laughs> hours minimum.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I can see how, you know, you would just enter like these conversations all the time with people.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's like one of the reasons that I started the podcast. Um, you know, for, for you, I, I brought you on uh because uh, you know, on Weezy, he uh one, he highly recommended you. Two, you're very fucking talented. Thank you. And three, you uh sing to goats. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I am <laughs> just gonna throw it out there. What, uh, what, what, what was the premise behind that? Like for people don't, that don't know, can you explain yeah. the story? And,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it goes back, like I, music and animals have always been the two main things I'm, I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um, grew up with animals, grew up like my mom. I mean, she introduced me to like animal rescue when I was like nine, like very, very young. Um, I started working with farm animals specifically at a really young age when I was like 10. I went to like this 4-H farm camp where they literally just teach you to to like take care of all these different farm animals. I was wow. like, I love this. I'm going to be a, a farmer when I grow up. Like I just fell in love with it. There was something about just like cleaning up animal poop that I was like, I love this. <laughs> I just felt so at home that. and- and, um, I started riding horses around the same time and I actually had a horse and a goat for a while, wow. um, which I'm just so grateful for. Like, it's such an, I feel like it's a pretty unusual experience that I was, I'm just so grateful to have as like a kid that lived in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was doing that when I got to like high school and college, I kind of got more into music and got away from like, you know, the, the whole, like animal rescue, like being around animals. I wasn't around animals as much. And um, and it really just felt like a hole in my life. I was like, man, I, I miss it. And I got to LA and honestly, I was really, this goes a little deeper, but I was really burned out when I got here. And I was like, I, w- so I came from Nashville to LA. Okay. Um, I was pushing just really hard when I was in Nashville and I got here and I was like, what do I want to do just because it just because I want to do it, not because of what I can get from it, like yeah. what do I just want to do? and so I started this is like this sounds kind of out there, but I started getting this this vision in my head that was just playing over and over, that came out of nowhere of me just like playing music to a cow, and I was like, this makes no sense, but it also makes so much sense because yeah. it just does, and I had never like I had never thought that way before. And so I I started, like, reaching out to different farm animal sanctuaries around L.A. And there's surprisingly, like, a handful. Um, So I started volunteering. I ended up working at one for a while as a tour guide. But I, I started volunteering. And, yeah, I just, like, I started, like, singing to the animals and taking videos of it. Because I realized, like, very 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 like soon after i started that the reactions that these animals have to the music is like so clear and it's like they react so clearly to it and it's just so magical to see so i started just taking videos of it and sharing because i wanted to share like the reactions that these animals were having to the music because it was just so mind-blowing to me and um yeah so they started just getting shared and I had one or two in particular that kind of just went viral. And it was like this, this thing that I just started just cause it, it was something that I loved and wanted to do. And it just kind of like caught on. I ended up getting a feature on the Dodo for it. Oh, and shit. Like, it was just kind of this wild thing that it started out. So it was just like a very innocent, um, yeah, it's like the intention was just to have fun and just to do it and just to share like something that I loved. And it kind of just, just caught really unexpectedly.
0: That's so amazing. You know, because you, you, you said before that you had this vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. To to sing to animals, which is like, you know, it's It's crazy. Right. Like not, not, not crazy, but like, but the, the, the idea of like singing animals, like who does that? Right. It's just Mm -hmm. so different and unique. Um, but then there was something inside of you that said you know I'm just going to just do this and you reach out to sanctuaries and then all of a sudden you're doing it and and then the reaction the reaction from the animals what, what do you say that is like what 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 changes them what what is so different
1: like when they were like well, yeah when yeah. How they respond. yeah yeah i mean it's so the first the first animal that i sang to was this chicken Named Peggy, and she was she was handicapped. She could only use one of her legs, oh, wow. so she she had to be like supervised twenty four seven by a human being. Like she had to be babysat all the time. So I, I was like sitting. I literally, it's so funny. Like I had this four hour volunteer shift where I was just sitting with this chicken, like just babysitting this chicken. And so I brought my guitar, and like I I started just singing to her and. It's it's so crazy like she would she would look at me, she would look at the guitar, she would like sing along a little bit. She would start closing her eyes like she was kind of falling asleep. And it was just so wild. Like I have I have some videos of it with her and you can see it and it's it's wild. And then with like the goats, um turkeys really respond to music. Turkeys okay. love like the guitar I found. Um the goats I'll say, like, some animals seem to love it. Some don't respond much at all. Some, like, like some were really scared of my guitar when I would walk up to them with it. Okay. Um, But there was one goat in particular, Braveheart, and he's he's the goat that's, like, in, you know, the videos that went kind of viral. And he, like, I mean, he was just incredible. He would just put, like, lay his head on my guitar, just cuddle, like, just, it's, it's just crazy, it's crazy to see how, like, they immediately respond as soon as you start singing or playing a guitar, it's crazy.
0: It's so weird, because we think of animals as these, like, lesser beings, right, that they are, they're great, they're beautiful, they're fun, they're cuddly, Mm -hmm. they do this, they do that, but... As far as like intellect, right? As far as, you know, thinking of like, do they comprehend things, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, even like the more and more we look into it, like some animals, you know, their intellectual, you know, based levels is, you know, like a pig, you know, they're, they, they, some of them have the intelligence of a, of a, like a three, four year old.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Which is, insane and then some you know like octopus and um Mm -hmm. and then dolphins right and and you know chimpanzees and just these these different animals out there so uh i don't know just kind of like our 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 perception is you know one one one-sided totally
1: especially with farm animals too that's the thing it's like i've had a lot of people comment and be like oh my god this like watching these videos made me go vegan and stop eating eating farm animals and that's the thing it's like you know, with, with farm animals specifically, it's, like, we're raised to be disconnected from it. Correct. Um,
0: that is huge.
1: And, like, oh, my, they're so human-like, all of them. It's, yeah. like, you know, when I was working at that, that other sanctuary, like, giving tours, introducing people to the animals, I mean, everyone, it's, like, to see the change in people— before and after the tours like after they've actually met these animals and had these experiences it's like to see people to see it sort of click in people and be like oh this this animal is like there's there's no difference whatsoever between a cow and a dog sheep and a dog correct it's like they're they're all the same and it's it's literally just a matter of how we've been raised to perceive them of course um Yeah. You
0: know, what you said was big as like our disconnection, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, you know, back in the day, right? Not that long ago, 150, 200, 300 years ago, like not that long ago, not like 150 years ago, realistically. Uh, you know, we had to hunt for our food. Mm -hmm. You know, there was this respect level between man and animal um, that, that has been lost due to Mm -hmm. things like factory farming and, you know, overpopulating or overfishing, right. uh, The, of the seas. And uh, it's, it's really, really sad, you know because I can appreciate you know the the family man that uh, you know goes out and hunts his, you know moose or you know bison or whatever right uh, and that's like that food that they they, they eat and they, they they share with friends and family and then they respect the kill and all of that but today's society when you go to mcdonald's and you know order a fucking burger there's there's no connection there
1: for sure and it's yeah. and
0: it's lost and it's just i don't know it, it, and and at least in my opinion it's it is uh it is it is i don't know sad i'm primarily plant-based right um so if i if i if i do any type of like meat or anything like that one it's um, not factory farmed and and two it's um i don't know something that i have this 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 connection to the animal where it's like i i I thank you i respect you and um and that's that but Mm -hmm. i don't know i i think our lives would be would be different so to see you know someone like you um go out there and i don't know show this other side to animals it's uh it's very unique
1: yeah yeah and that's the thing too it's like there's it's been interesting having that experience and also having the experience of like going on tours and educating people about factory farming and all the, the different like facts. And yeah. this is like the, the really grisly side of it. This is what's happening. It's like there's like singing with them and just sharing like this is who they are. It's yeah. like people connect with it on such an emotional level. And I think that's like different people connect with different things. But I think that is has been so huge for people to be like, oh, there's like, it's an emotional connection. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, And going back to what you said, I mean, it's like, you know, hunting and stuff like that. It's like when hunting was, was necessary, it was necessary. And it's like people, people took what they needed.
0: And that's it. It was
1: a survival thing. And now factory farming. I mean, there's, there's so much information, so I'm not going to go into it, but like one thing that blew my mind was, when I learned that every single year, just in the U S alone, 10 billion farm animals are killed for, for consumption. 90% of those animals, 9 billion of those are chickens, which is mind blowing. Like that number. shit! When you think about the world population for humans is something like eight, eight billion. Right. And so that's every single year, just in the U S alone. And it's like, that that scale of disconnection—it's like you can't even wrap your head around it. Um, and that—it's like that says everything to me. That's just like the level that it's got yeah. It's Like who would have? You can't even process that. No,
0: on you know it's kind of crazy because on on one side it is f- fucking terrible. On both sides it's terrible. On the other side, it is just—it's—it's it's amazing in the sense like how the fuck did we get here? Like how the, how the hell right. did it happen? Not amazing that we're killing 8 billion, 9 billion animals, not right, at right. all. But just the, the, uh, the ability to do something like that at scale. Mm-hmm. But then when it also shows, I, I, I would love to see, do you mind looking this up? The, um, the, the consumption of like how many animals are, our farm animals are killed in the U S compared to like other, you know, nations like, I don't know, let's look up like China or, you know, Russia or, you know, places like England or whatever.
1: Right. Um, it's- so I think the global number is something like 53 billion.
0: So we're one every fifth, year and we are three hundred and, you know, 25, 300 under 350 million people. Mm-hmm, right. Right. The crazy thing is, is like, if you go to some of these other nations, like throughout Europe or, you know, Asian countries, like people are a lot smaller, you know, America, mm-hmm. yeah, our yeah. obesity, obesity rates are, are, you know, terrible. Um, and so it's like, how much of that is, you know, like, even needed like like of course i I, i'd like to say none of it is needed right i'd get it all fucking gone but like how much of that is like really just overeating waste uh it's just disgusting
1: it's crazy it's
0: it's disgusting um you know for 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 you it's like uh, where did this all start like did, did singing come first or did you know the animals come first
1: yeah, I so I've been singing really forever like like literally before I could talk. Um so I mean music, like music is definitely my main. It's it's like who I am. Um I started writing when I was 12 or 13 and playing guitar on the same time and that it's it's just like Yeah, it's just what I do. It's what I've always done. Like that's just so central to who I am. Um Yeah, I mean I would say, in a way, like music sort of leads for sure. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. do I'm going to get to this real quick and then we'll see. So it says uh, more than 150 billion animals every year are slaughtered. Whoa. It's crazy. 13 billion since March. Or we're almost in April. Wow, there's this I didn't even know that this was a website. It's called animalclock.org. And that's it says crazy. I didn't know this Yeah, either. 2021 US animal kill clock. Uh damn, that's fucking disgusting. That that's disgusting to hear, right? Like this just that's um wow. And then it breaks it down by animal. Dude, look at that. 123 million pigs, 35 million uh cows, 226 million turkeys seven billion chickens almost eight billion chickens damn it's crazy that is a lot shellfish 43 million sheep <laughs> damn I did not yeah that's a great website uh animalclock.org um what, what where did you grow up like you said you grew up on a did you grow up on a farm
1: no i I didn't okay. I grew up in the suburbs of of philly mm-hmm. it was like 20 minutes west of philly um yeah I like I can not I, you know, I grew up in like Catholic private school, um, which is its own, like its own story for sure. But yeah, I, I mean, the suburbs were like, I wouldn't say they were rural, but it was, you know, it's like, it was, it was easy to, to, there a lot of space in Pennsylvania, <laughs> just a lot of, a lot of space. Um, but yeah, suburbs of Philly, I honestly never really loved it. Yeah. It was just like somewhere I f- I was always just really excited to get out of.
0: You didn't feel like you belonged.
1: No. No. But I mean, you know, I am grateful for how I grew up though. Like I'm so grateful to have been able to grow up in the suburbs, honestly, to just like literally just have the the that like stereotypical suburban childhood. Like that's something I'm super grateful for.
0: I mean, that's uh you know, that's 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 something that I can appreciate you saying because there's so many people out there that take their, I don't know their story, their upbringing for granted, you know, like, uh, you know, being a individual that, you know, grows up in the suburbs, middle class, right. Has food on the table in America. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a blessing compared to a lot of other places in the world.
1: Totally. I mean, even just some of my friends, it's like hearing about their childhoods, their upbringing compared to mine. I'm like, jeez yeah i'm so grateful to have just landed in the spot that i did and in the situation that i was in it's like man i was really yeah
0: it's a it is a blessing it's like a it's like a fucking lottery Mm -hmm. you know it's like even growing up in in america right even if you are you know um in in some of the harder places right and i'm not saying all of america because there's some pretty you know dark you know cities and things like that that can be comparable to the other nations but as a whole you know like even for like me growing up in california los angeles like dude you hit the fucking lotto Like I, I, even if I grew up in, in, you know, the, in a poor household, you still hit the lotto. Like you could be born in places like Venezuela or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, some places, even Mexico. And, uh, we see this influx of, of, of kids and families, you know, trying to, you know, come in. Mm -hmm. I, I, I saw, uh, this, this morning, um, some of the images, you know, it's like, they've got these holding facilities where it's like, they normally hold 80 people. And it's like, they've got 700 kids in there. And the, the administration of our presidential administration right now, um, wasn't allowing pictures. And I, I, mean, I, I understand we don't want to see that shit, you know, but it's like, there's, it, it's, I don't know, it's bigger than, than, than a president or anything like that. It's like, we, we need to really realize and look inside and be like, i don't know for for us we we are blessed Mm -hmm. right and so if people are getting brought in by you know coyotes or whatever to come to america risk everything to come to america what does that say about your own life
1: right Right. yeah yeah it's interesting being being american because it's like americans have never experienced what it's like to have to flee your country like we've never experienced that no um and I think if we had, we would. I I think we would be treating the immigration situation a lot differently. Of course, because it's like there's there's such a lack of empathy.
0: Yeah, there is. But then the, it's like, damn, you know, it, it's it's so crazy. And I do, I, I I am a very empathetic person, um, and and I believe that our immigration system is extremely flawed, extremely flawed, um, but what happens if the system right now is so overrun that they can't even control it. They got to start fucking moving.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. It is. It's wild.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I don't know. It was just kind of like a reality check for me this mm-hmm. morning, you know? Um, and, and it's it, completely off tangent what you were definitely saying, but it's just like, I don't know that kind of intertwines because we need to, really realize what we have here we need to look inside and and realize that most of us are blessed even if you're at the yeah. bottom of the fucking food chain most i'm not saying all right i'm not saying all but most of us are blessed mm-hmm. um and there is something to really say about growing up in an area where things are a little hard right because that lights a fire in, in one's ass to you know propel their life forward mm-hmm, right for sure. um yeah. you know obviously i i i wish the best for every single one but that's not the case i mean i don't know i even look at my own life and like things that i went through and if it wasn't for the bullshit i went through would i be where i am today mm-hmm. and so for you yeah, looking, exactly you know you're looking at your own story is like where, where where does that lie like because you said you had a good upbringing like what is your drive and your motivation
1: it's so interesting it's like i look at my childhood and i'm like wow i was i was really blessed like i'm for me i like for me the the part of growing up for me that really left me with a lot of like i would say school and private school and just like being in the school system that was honestly really traumatic for me like I felt like I was in prison just just the way that I like the way that I am the way that I've been it's like one of my highest values is freedom and being a kid that I I also always felt like I was an adult in a child's body it's like I don't want to be treated like a kid I want to be able to do what I want to do I want to feel like like people respect me so feeling like I had to just wait out it's like I had to just make it through those years it 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 honestly left me with a lot of like trauma that I'm still unpacking, and I think about it, and it's like there's still such an emotional reaction there because it was i mean so much of my especially like middle school and high school years I was like disassociating all the time i was i was I felt like I was trapped, I felt like I had no autonomy or or choices that i could make it's like you know not completely but that was just what i felt like it was it was so hard and um and also just like the catholic school thing of sort of being told like what to be and what not to be all of that has i now understand how all of that has played into like who i am right now the things that i've worked through the things that i'm still working through it's like i understand now why all that was happened the way it did when at the time it was just like this is awful
0: the the how is the catholic school system set up i mean um i never went to catholic school so i uh you know i don't know we we hear we hear things right but like how how was it set up for you and then next question So it's like two questions. It's like being a child, most parents cheat, cheat, treat their kids like kids. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I noticed some, uh, parents that treat their kids almost like adults. Right. They, they're, they're open. They're transparent. Um, and it, it, it changes them. I mean, you can attest to that because I see the way that you treat your kids and you talk to them like they're fucking adults. And, and I appreciate that. And I think the, the way that they will become and turn up is, is a lot different than, you know, baby and a kid. Life's not sugar-coated. Yeah, it's not it's sunshine not. and lollipops. So,
2: why am I going to treat you? I mean, yes, I do say sunshine and lollipops, but life isn't like that. And if you have your kid go into it blind, they're going to get lost real fast.
0: 100%, 100%, 100%.
2: Teach them how life really is to be successful
0: yeah. yeah so like for you like you know growing up like what was it so challenging in the catholic school system and you know being trapped like you said
2: yeah
1: i mean like when i look back on it it wasn't horrible it was more subtle things like um it was the more subtle stuff like you know it's like don't don't be too loud don't don't like being told I had to take my nose ring out that was actually like like that was one of those moments where I was like just feeling so just angry and misunderstood and like god damn it like w- what you know just wearing a uniform all the time in some ways it was great but in, o- in other ways it was like just a lot of conformity and the whole like you know, this has to do more with, with Catholicism itself, but, like, being raised, it's, like, being taught that we're all born sinners and, like, we're all flawed and, like, that kind of thing, you know, that that was really weird and didn't feel right and um, even just just things like, you know middle school and high school when there were school dances it's like i went to an all-girls school but they were like you can't go with another girl because being gay is not okay basically and like if someone were to get you know pregnant or something which i never saw but if someone were to get pregnant they would get expelled things like that (laughs) it's like what even and and just little things like that that you know it led to a lot of anger it led to a lot of just like it, it was it was just a lot that didn't feel right and it was
0: you know do you think though like i i hear you and i get it um to kind of go back he says like in retrospect that is unfortunately like what people say is like first world problems right like being a kid sure, right? you yeah. know that, that is but i think that y- you need to understand where you don't know what another person's life because you don't walk in their shoes, right? And so, what may affect you? Do you want to take that? You can hand to Yeah. Yeah. What may affect you know this individual um, may be different than this individual, right? And so, from maybe the outset, it's like, okay, this is whatever problem, right? But it affects you differently. It affects this person differently.
1: Yeah, I will say through like processing my own you know childhood stuff through doing like my own inner work for so many years one thing I've really learned is like to trauma can be big or small. It can be subtle. It can be more like, um, bigger, but like to compare your own experience to another person's in terms of like trauma you experienced, your just things that you felt at any given time. It's like, that's just a way of invalidating your own emotions and your own trauma. Cause like, yeah, it's like if I look at my life versus someone who grew up in a really awful situation, I could very easily say this person had it a lot worse than I did. So I don't deserve to feel the way that I feel. Yeah. But when you really just let yourself, like, very honestly just tap into how things felt, it's like, how did it feel to be told that you were wrong? For, for being who you are? How did it feel to be told that you weren't enough? It's like, when you really let yourself feel into that, it feels like that's when you can let things go and that's when you can process your trauma, let, you know, heal. Because when, when we're sort of denying our own experience, saying that this person, like, yeah, but it wasn't as bad as this person's experience. It's like, that's how we sort of, Remain in these cycles of never actually processing our own stuff, you yeah, know,
0: yeah. it's not your fault for growing up in this situation, right? We just grew up and that's, you know, it's the lottery that we get, mm-hmm. but your feelings are, are, are your feelings. And so just because Joe Schmo down the street had it worse than you, right? That doesn't make your feelings uh, not valid,
1: for sure, right?
0: And to, not at all, for sure. Right? Just like it doesn't make that individual's feelings not valid, for sure. Because we all go through it,
1: yeah. And there's always gonna, there's always gonna be someone who has it. It's like you could, <laughs> you could go up to someone who just got both their legs amputated and be like, "Well, this person has, this person, you know, is missing both their legs and their arm. Like they have it a lot worse than you do." So it's not that bad. It's like you would never say that, obviously. So yeah. it's like, that's a really extreme example. But I know but it's facts.
0: It's facts. I get it. I yeah. Get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how um, life is, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, John?
2: I mean, everybody processes trauma differently, too. Yeah, for sure. So you put two people in the same situation,
0: both live in the
2: suburbs. But I mean, the simple variable of your parents were an alcoholic and your parents weren't an alcoholic. You're still same exact income, same house, same lifestyle, but there's those one little variables, or i.e., everybody processes trauma differently. I mean, yeah, okay, I didn't have the greatest lifehood, but that was my thrive. Yeah. Now I have to provide for my kids to make sure that they have the things that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. 100%. And, you know, they're probably traumatic, too. I mean,
0: yeah, they've
2: had some trauma issues. No one's perfect, and it's just how they're processing it now. For sure, And it's real
0: life situations. Yeah. And then how much of it is up to the parent to to help and guide their kids, right? Regardless of the situation.
2: It's how much you want to. I always give the simple equation and let them add the variables. And then as they're trying to figure out that equation, I'll help them along. Well, you put this variable in, so this is going to happen. Take that variable out, try this variable. Still make them think, and then still use their own thought process crucial thinking skills. They need yeah. that in life.
1: Yeah, it's so important.
2: So you're that's however much you want to give to them. I mean, and each one's a different. My daughter compared to my son, my daughter, I can literally throw her out in the world right now. Yeah. And she'd be fine. She's 13, but she's a brilliant girl. My son, he's six. He's a boy. We think slower. That's facts. <laughs> no answer, but it, it. girls are smarter than boys. Yes. <laughs> I, it clear as day. But I have to give him a little bit more than I have to give my daughter. But then it also goes to now my daughter feels that I'm not paying enough attention to her. So then that could be the trauma in the sense for sure. The trigger. Yeah. Everybody's triggers
0: are different. Of course. Each one has, and people can take things. Some people can take things more. Some people can take things less. Right. It's, I mean, I'm an MRI tech.
2: My machine triggers PTSD from military. I deal deal with a lot of military and they go in there and it's not that they're claustrophobic. It's the sounds. It's, their trigger and then that's, that's their their ptsd or their trauma from their situations
0: that they've been in life sorry just saying talk closer to the mic sorry it's okay it's okay um but yeah that's a really good point uh and so yeah it's like everyone takes things differently um you know for you where did it when did the uh, i guess my question is like when did the um the the animal thing come into play was that still before you were before you came out here
1: yeah i mean i I was around them all the time um, the
0: farm, I guess my question was i just couldn't think of the word for something
1: yeah minute. yeah i I don't even know how it really started, but yeah, I just like went to that, these like farm camps i was i started riding horses that was that was a big part of it um yeah, and just loved it i loved like loved just being on a farm with farming and there was just something about it yeah
0: and did you sing back then to them at all
1: no 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 it wasn't until i got to la until that's that really started
0: and what was the driving i guess what was the 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 driving motivation to come to los angeles from nashville
1: yeah so i was in nashville for four years i went for college um and was just doing music there when, when i was there um yeah so like nashville Nashville was really great. I had a lot of really great experiences musically, um, really great opportunities, met a lot of really cool people. Um, but I was pushing just so hard, like to the point of like mental breakdowns, literally it was, it was not healthy. And um, yeah, for whatever reason, Nashville was just a place where it's like, I feel like I would, there were so many times it's like, I felt like I would get almost there. But just I wasn't able to break through in the way that I that I wanted to and knew that I could. And so, yeah, I got to the, this point where I just started feeling really stagnant in all aspects. I was like, I kind of just felt like I stopped growing. Yeah. Um, and I had a friend who was moving to L.A. And she was like, hey, do you want to she was driving across the country. She was like, hey, do you want to drive out with me? Stay for a couple of days. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I did that. And I remember I was, I was standing on on Washington pier actually like in Venice beach and just like looking at the ocean. And I was, that was the moment it occurred to me. I was like, I can, I can leave. Like I can go somewhere else. I can, I can change my situation if I want to. And I can, I can move here. And so that was the moment where I was like, Oh, I think I want to move to LA and um. Yeah, I played a, I scheduled a show when I was here for those couple days. And I, through a series of events, I met these two people and we just like clicked immediately. And I knew that I had a lot that I was like looking forward to. I was looking forward to spending time with these people that I just met. Um, I was like, there were a lot of people that I knew were in LA that I was excited to just like connect with and meet and, yeah. It just felt like this intuitive pull. Like I was just so drawn here and just so ready for something different. And also just wanting to explore music in LA because the music scene in LA is so different than Nashville.
0: hundred percent. And you came how many years ago?
1: Three. Three years ago. Three, yeah.
0: So what was it like when you officially decided to, to move? What did the family think? And then did you drive out here?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was excited about it. Um, yeah, I scheduled like a two-week solo cross-country trip just to hit the spots that I wanted to, which was incredible, like just being able to do that. I'd been wanting to do that for so many years and to yeah. finally have the chance to do that was incredible. Like like White Sands, New Mexico, I got to see and, and all these different places. And it was, it was really, really awesome. America, um,
0: yeah, it's just that. Uh, I uh just side so note I've driven from LA to Florida, Florida, LA, like all like twenty-two states uh, through through like the what is it, ten or whatever, and then like like around and I've done that like I don't know, eight times back and forth up from like here to Canada, so like the entire coast. Um done that two or three times and then like um driven or taken like the train on like the east coast and done like all those uh, cities and states. And America just has so much. Like we don't think about that. We mm-hmm, think we got to mm-hmm. like fly to other places, which is great, right? There are many amazing places um outside of America, but in Amer- in America alone, and there's just so much beauty. So it's cool to hear another yeah, fellow person totally. that goes to to road trip, and you did it by yourself, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I you know I would meet up and with people in different different states, but. Yeah, it was it was a really beautiful experience to just be alone for that long and, um, to go through the Southwest, which is like my favorite place ever. Just to to be able to take my time doing that was really cool. But
0: and so that was three years ago. It took you two you you made a two week trick to trick trip to come out here.
1: Yeah, yeah. All
0: by yourself. So where yes. did when you moved here? Where did you move to?
1: I was staying. I don't even know. I was staying with people for a few weeks while I looked for a place on Craigslist. Stayed in West Hollywood for a few months. Then eventually moved to Silver Lake for a year. I've been in the Valley for a couple years.
0: Do you remember the feeling when you got out here?
1: Yeah, it was like, I was so excited. I mean, it was just very freeing. Like, honestly, as soon as I crossed the middle of Texas, I would like, I could, just the energy just changed. And honestly, like the Western half of this country just feels like completely different than than the Eastern half. And I could just feel it. And yeah, I was just so excited to be here. I mean, it felt, I knew like two people mm-hmm. and maybe maybe a little more than that, but it was just like so much just starting over. Yeah. I mean, like all I had was just in my car and- yeah, super freeing feeling.
0: Did you already have a job lined up when you came out here, or did you just wing it?
1: No, I didn't. I it's it also finding a place was just a ride. I mean, the first few months were really hard. Like I, <laughs> the like literally for the first few months, I would go from feeling like oh this is great to ne- the next second just sobbing in my car, yeah. being like oh my god this is so hard, and it was. Really, really hard, but the whole time, even when it was just super rough i was I had this feeling like I know I'm supposed to be here, I just need to get through this part, yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's been like the best decision i ever made
0: it, you know that that feeling of you know going through and going through something and having to be so fucking hard right mm-hmm. and not giving up and seeing that shit through is so big for your life Mm -hmm. right like if you know there are a lot of people that try to do things try to do things fail try to do things fail and they just don't stick with it Mm you know one of the things I say all all the time on this podcast is uh you know these few words is just fucking do it right um just see it through just whatever happens see it through life is too short man Mm -hmm. life is too short and so many people cut themselves short and I've fell victim to that so many times in my life and so you know, something as, 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 as small, but it's not small, but something as small as like, I'm going to move to California. I'm going to fucking do it. And then it gets hard. Right. Cause you're here by yourself um, alone, only know two people. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have anything really set up. You just go on a fucking wing. Like that's difficult. That's challenging. Right. Yeah. But it makes you a stronger person in the end because Mm -hmm. you're still here. Right. Um, it's it's really crazy. I, I want to kind of hear like the year leading up to before COVID because um, I'm sure a lot of things changed at that point. But before that, what were you working on?
1: Yeah, so so I, I was working at this farm animal sanctuary as like a tour guide and doing music um, at the same time. And yeah, I mean, the, the job was great, but I, I also knew like, you know, this isn't what I'm... I was like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, this is very temporary. And it's funny because leading up to COVID, I had this feeling like, I was like, I I need something to change. Like I need a change of some kind, but I don't know what. And then COVID happened and I was, and everything changed. And I was like, oh, and it's actually been exactly what I needed because now I'm like pretty much focusing on, it's like I'm pretty much doing music full time. Um I mean COVID, it's yeah, I could talk for for days about like my COVID journey, but
0: No, I want to hear it. I yeah. Hear it like, you know, cuz there's a lot that um that has gone on, right? Mm-hmm. So much. I mean, co- COVID, right? Um the the protests, the mm-hmm. the riots, the um I mean everything that's happening now with um you know, the Asian hate in America. Right. And so there's like so many things like leading up to, you know, all of this shit. And I, and I want to kind of just dissect it piece by piece. Um, when COVID first like hit, what were you, even your like thoughts? Because I, I, I'm going to share something, right? When COVID first hit, like, I didn't think it was fucking serious, dude. I did something so stupid that I, I'm, I'm going to share it Cause I'm just an open book. um, when COVID first hit, like, you know, the, the American culture, if you will, um, American media in March of last year, I remember us going to like, uh, like my wife and my cousin went to a grocery store and, you know, like some people are like wearing masks or whatever. And some people are and, and I was just like talking shit. And, mm-hmm. um, and I like grabbed the shopping cart and I like wipe my hand on it and I lick it. And i was just like, it was so stupid. Like looking back now, I was like, Brock you're fucking stupid, like why did you do that you're such I'm such an idiot sometimes, but um you know hindsight is twenty twenty right because it's like i and there's a lot that has gone on um since then, but I guess I personally took it as kind of like a joke in the beginning, like
1: mm-hmm. and
0: now my mindset is completely different mm. Mm-hmm what was that for you? I mean, obviously you weren't fucking licking shopping cart handles and shit, but yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> Bro.
1: I remember being, I was on a trip in like the end of January and that's when I first started seeing the headlines about it. Like it, it hadn't, it had only, there were only like a few cases outside of China at that point, mm-hmm. but I was like, this doesn't feel like it's going to be great. Like I could tell something was, I was like, Oh, this, this sounds kind of awful. And I was, that's when I started getting kind of nervous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. March hit. And at first I was, I was definitely scared. I wouldn't, I mean, I wasn't like terrified, but I definitely had anxiety, like, you know, wearing gloves to the grocery store and, and just like that. sanitizing everything when I got home. And I mean, yeah, I think it was so much unknown, right? Like at the very beginning, no one really knew how bad it was. No one yeah. really knew. I think that's that's what made it scary for me. It's like, is this, how deadly is this? Is this yeah. going to be like, like a freaking movie where everyone is like really locked inside or is it not that bad? It's like, there was so much that we just didn't know at the beginning. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean-
0: for you um personally because like you're you're out here, like mm-hmm. you're by yourself. I don't know. Uh I mean the first off, like were no family had moved out here. Were you in a relationship at that point? Like
1: Yeah. Way? I mean, luckily like quarantine had it hasn't felt that in terms of like company and being around people, I was living with a partner, like I was in a relationship. We were basically, yeah, we were living together. We had moved in together, like, right after COVID started. So it was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that must have helped.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Totally.
0: Can, yeah. I ask you, can I ask you a question? Obviously, I'm going to ask it anyway, so fuck yeah, it. Yeah, Why do you say partner? Like, why do people say that? Why do they say partner? Why don't they That's just say funny. girlfriend?
1: I don't know. Or I, boyfriend. <laughs> I, I think, like, I don't know. For me, I've always felt weird about the word, like, boyfriend girlfriend i think because i don't know why but it feels very like high school to me i I think because it it feels to me i'm like this it feels like this diminishes what this actually is that's just for me personally it's like it just never felt it always felt weird to say
0: yeah yeah. No, I, I get that. I can respect that. That was actually a way better answer than I thought you were going to give. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. That was a good answer. Um, I, uh, It's an adult relationship. Yeah. 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 Boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. does sound. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. Yeah. Kind of
2: demeaning in a sense. Yeah.
0: It's just kind of childish, right? Because it's it's more than that. Okay. Respect. You win that one. All right. All right. Oh, I, I okay. see you. No, I'm just joking. I'm
2: curious your,
1: your perspective on that. I mean, I can tell you're, I'm, like, what do you say?
0: Well, I'm married, so I've been with my wife for right, um right. we have been together for seventeen years. High school wow. sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. she's my Amazing. best friend. She's my fucking rock. I'm like fucking everything to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um yeah, but yeah, she's my wife. And but yeah, I used to call her a girlfriend. Love my life. Um but So I I guess I don't have a better perspective on it because I've been with someone for so long. And I I don't know, I've just really been thinking a lot like how fortunate I am, Um, you know, because even like a lot of my friends, like some of them are still single, like they're on the fucking, you know, dating shit and Mm -hmm. like going through all of that. And it's just like, I don't know, like as human beings, we sometimes think it's the grass green on the other side. And my head is like, fuck, no. Like hell no, i not only do I have like a best friend, a rock, a lover um a, just an amazing human being around it's just like i I don't know, I guess I couldn't imagine having to go through all of the things mm-hmm. and i'm I mean, i'm thirty four turning thirty five years old, like I'm still young but i'm not I'm not young i'm not not a kid anymore and so like and it's always been like that for me, like I've always had that person by my side, yeah. so I know how fortunate I am. Um. So when times get tough and things like that, right? Like I have someone there mm-hmm. where it's like, if I didn't have someone there, fuck me, i probably, I don't even know what I would for do. Sure.
1: I mean, that's so special. Yeah. It's, it's something not a lot of people yeah.
0: have. No. no, no, no. And especially to, for, for us, you know, uh, on our 17th year together, um, only being 34 years old, right. And having a good solid relationship that all in itself is, um, very unique. And, and I know that, um, that we, we, we have that. Right. And so it's, it's like really cool. Like we were talking about it last night, even like at at dinner and shit like that. And so, um, but I like what you said though, is like, it's, it's more than just a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Right. It's, um, yeah, it diminishes that. So respect. I get that. Yeah. Um, What what was up with you? Like you're, you're 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 singing though through through all of it, like because mm-hmm. like that's 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 your goal, that's your dream, and you know, for a lot of musicians out there, COVID has been very hard.
1: Yeah, like, I honestly, I I mean, I'm really grateful for it. Like, so the very beginning of last of 2020, I was like i had a plan i was like i'm gonna release one single every month i'm gonna just put out all this music and that just didn't happen because once covid hit things things started getting delayed and and i also just fell into this mode of like i was just kind of in a rut for months um just feeling really unmotivated really like sluggish and just like i i couldn't make myself do anything and it was like that for for a good chunk of of covid and then i don't know i i i don't really know what happened but it was just definitely a shift where i was like i don't want to have to go back to another job i don't want to have to work for someone else like i i kind of realized like this is all that i this is all i want to be doing this is all i'm supposed to be doing this is very much like my purpose and i had kind of been avoiding like going all all in the last few years, just out of like f- fear, really. Yeah. I was kind of just relying on, I don't know. It's like, I wasn't going all in the way that I knew I could because of it's like, yeah, I, I can so easily just like rely on this job or this job. And of maybe I want to do something else, all this, all this, you know, but I think COVID has really just, just lit a fire under my ass. I don't even know like I don't know it's just it's it's like I'm very different than I was last year a year ago it's crazy for that reason right? yeah and it's just giving me a lot of time to, to work on stuff
0: did the year go by slower faster you
1: probably I mean pretty slow I guess yeah yeah, yeah. I I feel like what did you do you feel the same?
0: You know what's kinda of crazy is I'm very fortunate that um my business uh did really well during COVID. Um I didn't stop working. Um my wife's like a union makeup artist and she works on, you know, movies and T V shows and shit like that and she was like killing it and then all of a sudden just out of no fault of her own, everything just stopped. Mm-hmm. And so for like what, eight months she didn't work. And and thankfully the, the past um three months she's just been fucking killing it. But um, you know, mentally that's gotta be, you know, challenging for an individual where it's like, My, you know, my my business just we took the next level um Mm -hmm. i'm a i'm the chief marketing officer of the professional hairstyling tool company called ergo styling tools yeah you
1: mentioned that yeah Yeah.
0: and so um yeah and and so yeah our our business did well but it's always kind of weird talking about it because i know a lot of people out there struggling still Mm -hmm. to this day and um it was very challenging and so in the beginning it was just kind of like hard for me to even like talk about it to other people or Mm -hmm. whatever um cause I don't want to come off as like braggadocious or anything like that. Sure, like, yeah. but, um, so it, 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 it wasn't, uh, it, it sucked, right. It sucked. But in definitely in the past, um, month, it's like hit really hard. Cause I've, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, his wife passed away, just fucking drop dead. Like two weeks before she got it gone. Like it's just fucking nuts. And then my brother's stepdad, Gary, um, he passed away, you know, due to, you know, COVID related complications. And, um, and it just sucks. Crazy, you know, it's yeah. like, and, uh, my wa- my, my wife's grandmother, um, and an aunt who are like my grandma and aunt, uh, cause I don't really have a lot of family. Um, they're either all passed away or, you know, I just don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. them. And so, uh, my wife's family has become fucking, they're my family. You know, it's, yeah. And so, um, they recently got COVID and it was just like, a. still it, it, they, her grandma's doing a lot better, but it was a struggle and it was scary at one moment. And, um, yeah. And so it's just been like a weird experience. Like I said, you know, a year ago in March, I'm, you know, practically looking fucking shopping carts mm-hmm. to be a dumbass, and, uh, to proof, you know, be, you know, calm down to then wearing gloves and sanitizing and, doing all that shit to then maybe pulling back a little bit um but and then losing some people and it's just like i don't know it's just been fucking weird Mm -hmm. it's weird so it's just been really nice to see um things start to open up again and and you know things moving and grooving uh so i i feel that i can finally see a light at the end of the tunnel um for the first time but it's just been like a yeah it's just like weird it's Mm -hmm. just fucking shitty yeah so um, i'm so sorry yeah it's all right it's life it's life it's life it's life but you know we, we we move forward and that's all that's all we can do right you know um but i guess did you just fart oh sounded like <laughs> it did you hear that i, think it was the- <laughs> I know i
2: have the squeak burp,
0: Is I burp? does
2: your couch have to be so squeaky i'm gonna make it even more so squeaker quiet, bro quiet, um
0: but with justin <laughs> <and> it's like <laughs>
2: <laughs> excuse but, me
0: uh, all right guys but what's been the the crazy thing is like beyond COVID is um you know everything that with with with, with the movement of you know everything that happened with george floyd to you know the protesting then you know unfortunately some dumb fucks riot and then all the shit that happened on january 6th and and then just mm-hmm. even like the asian hate in america that's happening right now um you know i i see this kind of like snowball effect of, you know, where y- you have some people, y- you know, talking so much shit, um, you know, on on the, the Chinese or, you know, just Asians in general. Um, and, and now we, we're starting to see some of this hate just really lash out across America, like the shootings that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even like your story with, you know, that you shared, you know, earlier with me, because your wife is of- uh, She's Hmong she's Hmong. So, um, and, and it's like, I don't know, as human beings. Like look, look past it. Like if you have issues, then it's not, it's not the, the, the everyday people, you know, it's, you know, governments, right. Uh, the, the, the Chinese government, right. But it, it, people think that, uh, because of whatever, whatever the situation, whatever they started to read online or here, mm-hmm. right. That made them start to think and act this way. Right. Um, it, they're just like a sponge, and then they mm-hmm. just share this hate, and it's just like you were telling, like, dude, you were telling me the story earlier about you know the, the situation that happened with your wife. Do you mind briefly explaining it?
2: Oh, which one? Just the when she called me, or Yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> okay, she's sitting in, she's on Sunrise Boulevard, and if you're not familiar with that, that street is just hair, ter- or not Sunrise, Sunset. Sorry, Sunset, and uh, there's a car behind her riding her ass. Getting all crazy, there's literally nowhere for her to go. Um, she thought my wife brake checked her. She whips out, starts yelling at her, slurring, calling her ugly. Like, and then ended up actually throwing a rock at her car. I didn't know people kept rocks in their cars. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I don't to throw at people. Like, I really didn't expect that one though. But I mean, and she's like, <laughs> she's a little ghetto, but um, she's like, she's lucky that I was in my scrubs and in my children's. You know, like I can't be doing nothing like that. Yeah. But then, you know, she deals with, you know, people going the whole little slant eyes. They move their eyes towards her and ching-chong, all this kind of stuff. It's getting bad.
1: Yeah. Sure.
2: It's getting bad.
1: It's like, I mean, it. Remi- it's like after, it reminds me of like 9-11, right? I was just going to say that. And it's like people, people, it just makes no sense to me. It's It's so just stupid and ridiculous. It's like everyone... You know, like Muslim Middle Eastern, it's like they're now what? The the yeah. target of all this like why
0: well people have to always put their hate somewhere i mean you you go even back um look at you know the nazi movement right you you have so much uh oppression you have so much uh you know negativities businesses shut down Mm -hmm. uh you know you have fucking a huge portion of the population believe that the election was rigged Mm -hmm. you have all of this fucking negativity and hate going on and it just like constricts constricts and then what happens it's going to explode right and so they have to put their hate somewhere, mm-hmm. so you know the Nazis put it towards you know the the, the Jews and the Gypsies and uh, and things of that nature, right? And then you know, like flash forward to like nine eleven, it's like you have this really bad thing that happened, fucking terrible, right? Uh, well it happens, you start to see hate against the Muslims mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And now we have you know COVID, right? Which uh you know originated in China, and yeah, and then there's there's belief factors that it um, you know escaped from a, a level four lab out of Wuhan. Right? Right. Um, but all of that shit, right. All of that, that doesn't, that, that doesn't make that all people that fucking uh, that are, that are of Asian descent are bad people. Mm-hmm. No, no, it doesn't because of what happened to George Floyd. Right. Does it make all cops bad? No. It, it, and anytime that we target, you know, this, this one group and and sec of individuals, it's like, no, all of these people that No, you have good and bad people, but individuals have to put their hate somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so right now it is, it is towards unfortunately the Asian population. And, um, it's so weird to hear everything, you know, that, that your wife has gone through John, uh, be, because I don't know, I guess I just didn't, I didn't see it, but you know, uh, back in, in, you know, world war two during, um, after Pearl Harbor, you know, all the Japanese Americans, uh, got locked up in internment camps right Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's i don't know it's it's a strange time i don't know what 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 are your what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah i mean i think covid and and everything that's happened is it's like all of this all of this has been here like all this it's 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 been under the surface yeah for a really long time and i think that everything that's happened during this time it's just like bringing things to the surface and it's really ugly and it's really like really uncomfortable and, and really ugly but you know it's like with with everything that happened after george floyd and you know it's like i feel like you know everything everything came to a head it 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 just like brought everything to the surface and it's like all of this this racism, this systemic stuff, this this like grief and pain and anger that's been felt by by the black community. Like this has all been here. Of
0: course, hundred percent. But it hasn't
1: it just hasn't been in front of us in the way that it it now is and yes. has been this year. And I think it's actually a really positive thing because, you know, it's like now there's so much I feel like now the conversations around race are so much um, you know, bigger and more poignant than they were even at the beginning of last year. It's like, because of all this. And so it's, I think it's leading to, to positive change over time. Um, but yeah, it's like-
0: It's still so shitty, but I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, just look back 100 years ago hundred fucking mm-hmm. years ago. You know, if if you were a black, um uh if you were black in America, it was uh yes, uh, yes madam, you mm-hmm. know, fucking sit back in the bus, use this fountain, right? Um, you know, in and the Civil War was over, fucking, you know, by 40, you know, fucking almost 60 years, right? In the twenties, right? But it was still it wasn't good, right? It was but it was it better? Sure. Yeah. Then flash forward to the sixties, right? Was it as bad as in the twenties? No. Was it better? Yes, but still fucking sucked. Then Mm -hmm. flash forward to the eighties, the crack epidemic. I believe that took a huge step back because then you have, um, these individuals that are getting, you know, Caught, caught with crack, which is just fucking cocaine, but most of it is like baking soda and shit or whatever. And so they, they did a uh, hundred to one laws. So where it's like, if you got caught with crack, there was a hundred times more. Um, uh, the, the sentence was a hundred times worse mm-hmm. compared to if you got caught with Coke. Well, Coke was an expensive white man's drug or black crack was, you know, um, was, was used in, in the black communities and communities that had less money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that brought the fucking community back, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then the Obama administration, I believe, can you look up the, uh, the crack laws, uh, the crack powder laws? Um, I believe they, they, they brought it back to one-to-one, um, which that's just fucking nuts because an adult human, uh, being should be able to Put inside their body, do whatever they want with their consciousness. At least, in my opinion, um, whatever they want, as long as they're not harming people. And then, if you know what this is crazy, I'm going off a tangent here, but um, I just read a really good book by Doctor Call Hart and it's uh, grown-up use, uh, adult use, and drugs, um, and it just really breaks down all the, all the stigmas of of drugs one thing that blows my mind away is that alcohol every single year in America kills more people than fucking heroin and fentanyl heroin, Mm -hmm. right. And opiates. Right. But every single year or the past few years, we're looking at the, the, the crack of the, the, not to crack the, the, the fentanyl epidemic and everything that's going on with that. And that's like the evil thing is, is like when you regulate a system, right. If you look at prohibition, um, what happened? Well, you had the fucking mafia come out of that, right? Mm-hmm. You had the, the mafia spur out of making alcohol legal and all the bad shit that came from that. And then you, you, you make it legal. Well, people aren't dying from tainted alcohol, right? Uh, you still have the mafia, right? All of these things happen. It, it's, it's a lot better. So what happens if you regulated the um like drugs in America, like fucking heroin, let's say, you're not going to get these people that fucking buy their heroin and it's laced with fucking fentanyl, right? It's just not going to happen, right? Just look what's happening with the weed, right? Um, But society has pointed at these, or let's say the government has pointed at these drugs and saying, these are fucking bad. And what has it done is it has set back so much hard work for the the black and and the lower class uh communities not saying that black or lower class communities but i'm just saying this is where it's really affected uh and unfortunately we're now really starting to look at that and say wait a minute this is not fucking right Mm -hmm. you have places like oregon that just decriminalized all drugs you have marijuana fucking legalization um on a state level popping up everywhere Right, um, in Colorado, uh, they they decriminalized psilocybin, which is mushrooms. Right. Eventually, I believe we're going to get to a point where it, it's like we're very similar to Spain or Portugal, where before they decriminalized heroin, they said a hundred thousand people were using it a year. Right. When they decriminalized it, right, and then they they changed the laws in Portugal, it went from a hundred thousand to twenty five thousand people. Right. It's fucking crazy, and so what this has affected though is the black community,
2: mm-hmm. big
0: time. Look at our fucking jails, big time, right? right? Um, and so I believe that the the, the George Floyd story, uh, unfortunately, is fucking terrible, right? Just just terrible to see something like that. Uh, we at least in my opinion, we are taking the next step. And so we'll look back a hundred years from now where blacks and whites are fucking equal on all fucking fronts. But you had to look at the story that led up to it. Mm All right. And took a lot of fucking, you know, people putting their life on the line, a lot of bad shit, you know, but I believe that your generation, right. Um, how old are you? 25. Yeah. Your, your, your generation, uh, Cause you're considered what generation Z or something like that. right? Well, I guess like you're I'm the like last step the in the millennial. last
1: millennial. Yeah, yeah. The last
0: millennial. All right. So the, the generation, you know, after you, um, is going to be more open. Right, is going to mm-hmm. look at things differently, right? It's like, sure, just yeah. so much so, so like our like millennials, right, compared to our generation before, and especially compared mm-hmm. to like boomers, right? Um, you know, our, our thought process is completely different, and that's just evolution at its finest. So, um, I, I do see this, you know, this Asian hate in America, you know, definitely stemming up, but I, I believe with everything, it will, um, oh, it, it, there's going to be a lot of negative right? And hopefully, you know, the, the more positive and louder voices prevail because Mm -hmm. it's not on one individual. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole group of things. Um, for, for, for you, right. It's like you move out here everything's going, okay. Right. You, You have COVID hit. It's like, what, what, what is, what is next though? Right. Like, like what, what is next? You're going to continue to sing to animals. You're going to create a, uh, uh, a show based around that. You're going to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly, so like music, my focus is really all in on like music right now. And, and you know, there's a bunch of stuff that there's a bunch of songs that I'm trying to get out um, this year. And as soon as I can. So I'm, I'm working with people to get stuff finished. I'm working with people to just put steps in place for like planning and releases and stuff like that. But yeah, just going really hard with it. I mean, I'm, it's like, you know, going back to COVID, it's like COVID, COVID kind of showed me like, this is what you need to do. This is, this is where your focus needs to be. So yeah, that's sort of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, I have a, a song and a video coming out soon. Um, but it kind of feels like this rebirth rebirthing process. It's yeah. like, I, I feel like I'm sort of coming out as an artist again. It's like, you know, I've, I've been doing this, but like, here I am. This is, this is, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How did you team up with on no, no. What was that? How'd you team up with on uh, wheezy?
1: Yeah. So I, I met him just through a mutual friend. Um, I have a friend, Mo, and I would go over to his place for sessions and and stuff like that. And and Weezy, Anwar was just Amor. always kind of Anwar. I don't know what I call him <laughs> I both things, yeah. but yeah, he's, he was just kind of always around. And um, yeah, yeah, just a mutual friend kind of thing. Yeah,
0: he spoke very highly of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's yeah. great. Yeah,
0: this is kind of like a typical question, though. But like, where do you find your like? creative passion when writing a song is it like like what is your setup like do you do you freestyle it and then write it down do you write down you freestyle it what the fuck you do
1: it all depends i so melody is huge for me like melody i feel like i i have a constant stream of melody just coming through all the time and um usually lately like that's how stuff starts is just melody um and then I'll, I'll hear like production in my head and, and try to lay lay that down. And um we'll usually go to something like lyrically after that. Sometimes, you know, it's all different, but melody is huge for sure.
0: What do you like to write? Oh, you're going to ask a question? Go for it. Oh, yeah, no, cool. I
2: was going to ask because you said earlier about like the beginning of COVID, how it was hard. I know we keep wrapping around this, but I just wanted to ask this question about yeah, you yeah. about it. So at first you said it was negative, but then you took a positive out of it. Mm-hmm. You said that it was your rebirthing and like a new version of you lyrically or artists as an artist itself. What exactly changed? So from your music before coming into now, like what you're working on, like as your current stuff, what what changed with that?
1: Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't say it was a matter of like the music changing, but it's been more of like a. I don't know like um, I feel like there's there's just like I think COVID really helped me like <laughs> it, it. I think COVID really helped me like rise into who I'm supposed to be like COVID, COVID, COVID just helped me realize like this is this is you like this is who you are this is what you need to be doing anything else is a distraction and I think that was the biggest takeaway is like I became aware of all the ways that I was sort of distracting myself from what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And that was like the biggest thing for me. So COVID has been like sort of clearing away all of the excuses, distractions, everything that's sort of been keeping me from being like really locked in. And so that that was, yeah.
2: So did it, did it fill that void again? Almost helped you fill the void that you said you lost. Once you know you kind of came out with music, you're kind of in a rut with it, and then this kind of helped you refocus back in onto it.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it definitely just kind of lit a fire, and and I feel like that's what's different is like.
2: It was like the glue just to
0: bring it all together.
1: Mm-hmm. For like, sure, I love that. Yeah,
0: yeah. We all need that sometimes. Yeah, right. Regardless sure. of what it is, right. And then, like I, I, I sometimes feel like it's an ebb and flow. It's like you know, like sometimes we're like mm-hmm. we're on track, we're on track, on track, and then it's like something happens, and we like pull back, pull back, pull back, and like oh, no, 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 I got, I got to fix this. I got to get back on track, back on track, and you gotta go to the side, For sure, yeah. but it's like just get back on track. Like wherever the fuck you left off, just get back on track. Mm-hmm. Because if you want this, right, we're, you're you're never gonna get this time back, right? You're never gonna be 25 again, right? Like you're only gonna be 25 now, and that is it. And time, you know. I'm nine years older than you, right? Um, it's not a lot in the whole scheme of things, but in nine years, you can do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was uh, I read I read Obama's uh, uh, book, and it's like the the first part because um, his uh, life story is being broken down in two parts. And um, if you look back, and I, this isn't like verbatim, this is just kind of like what happened, right? Uh, before he became president. Eight years before that he got invited to the DNC, um, and I don't I think he was just um, just like a like a congressman at that time, uh, whatever the heck he was, right he got, he got invited right and so he uh, he, he, he gets out to, I think it was like California or whatever it was at the time, and uh, he, he he gets there and they wouldn't let him in. And then he eventually, like, I guess there's, like, three tiers at the Democratic National Convention. Like, the first tier is, like, inside. It's, like, the the really important people. Second tier is, like, the outer end. Like, third tier is, like, they have to stay outside of the thing, right? And, and he couldn't get in. And then flash forward, I believe it was, like, four years later, um, because he was, like, a nobody then. Like, just no one really knew who the fuck he was. Four years later, he got... Um, because of everything he got, he was a Senator and he got invited uh, to speak. He, he was the, the, the the speak at the DNC. He was like the, the main um, uh, speaker. Right. And, uh, and then flash forward four years later, he's the president. If you would have told Barack Obama, you know, um, eight years prior, that eight years, four what, four or eight years from now, you are going to become the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed in. You're it's not crazy. allowed right now. But four yeah. years from now, you're going to be the fucking uh, the, the the speaker at the DNC. Yeah. It's crazy. You're like what the fuck, right? What the fuck, right? And so it's like even in one year. Six months, everything can fucking change. Mm-hmm. You can meet that one person, that one thing, that that one post, that one whatever, right? But it's that thing that I said before: you just fucking do it.
1: Yeah, it's so true.
0: We're not gonna get this time back, it's man. It's so true. It's just so fucking quick. I think about that so much, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like when I'm like eight years old and I'm looking back at my life, the things that I do remember and be like. You gave it your all, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't achieve some of the things you want, but you fucking gave it your all. No excuses.
1: Yeah. And it, it reminds me, this is something I was thinking about like yesterday is like when you say, I've had a lot, a lot of things where it's like you say, Oh, I want to learn how to produce or something. Oh, I want to learn how to do this. And then a year goes by and you're like, If I had just started, a year ago i could have i could be so good at this right now and yes. it's, it's it's like that it's like you can put stuff off forever but think about think about where you could be now a year from now if you just start yeah. like yeah It's
0: whatever it's like learn i want to learn a new language you you have that shit at your disposal mm-hmm. we we live in a time where we are so fucking fortunate right? Like this is whatever, like not whatever with COVID, but like put that aside, like still for for most of us, for most of us uh, on this planet is the best time to have ever lived, Mm -hmm. right? Especially in America, right? We have everything at our fingertips, everything, everything. We're going to say, everybody's
2: so negative about COVID literally. Yeah. Look at the bright side of it. Mm-hmm. So many people saved money, invested money, picked up a new skill, picked yeah. up a new talent. Yes. Me, I'm going to start playing the harmonica. My brother in law plays the harmonica. He gets dirty, yeah. dirty on it. And I, it would just, it's the Mississippi saxophone. I used to play yep. the saxophone. So it, like, for some reason, it connected with me. And I'm like, you know what? Why the hell not? Yeah. And I come up and we can jam. And he's even got his guitar starting. I want to play my bass. So it's yeah. like everything. Doesn't have to be so. It's always got that negative twist. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be.
0: I started the fucking podcast, man. Yeah, I mean, there is so much good
2: things. Yeah, I mean, I luckily was working through some of it, even you know, like there is it's it's all this negativity with it, but yeah, we picked up new skills. Yes, Mm -hmm. and it's I take that the most out of everything. We all learned about ourselves even too. Yeah. me being stuck in the house with my kids. That's yeah.
0: You're never gonna get that time back though. I was even no, like telling my yeah. wife, like and my cousin Zach, like I worked the entire time. I remember um at like the the height of like the lockdown driving to my office, right? Uh and it was 100 times more dead than like the day of Christmas, right? Where you see a few cars out, right? It's all no fucking, no fucking cars out, right? Um, and I, I remember though, like, coming home, like, after work, and like every day, like, my wife wouldn't, like, my cousin and like my sister, they'd all be like hanging out, doing like pool parties or like baking or cooking food, and like. Of course, for them mentally, it was um, like challenging, like, you know, having, you know, whatever you're working on, then taking away, can't work, can't mm-hmm. do this, right? That happened to most people. Um, but then on the flip side, for like six months or whatever, it was like, you know, no responsibility, no pretty much anything, right? Like, um, you know, experiencing life, at, at least like, you know, getting to do things as if like you were like in high school, right? On um, where it's like in that sense it was like it was beautiful right like and i'm not complaining that i fucking was working the i'm not at all but it was like shit man that would have been nice right mm-hmm. that would have been nice and then for them, it was like, well, like, like we were stressed out mentally, right? And I get that. I get that. I get that. But when you look back at that time, you're going to look more at the brighter things, right? I'm going to remember the people that I lost. I'm going to remember those things, but I'm also going to remember all the things that I learned and that I took from it. Yeah. Right. And we, we yeah. have to be positive. Yeah. I also see this big um like boom happening, right? It's like where it's like you constrict things for so long it's going to explode, mm-hmm. and that's like kind of like the the roaring twenties, right I see that happening totally, right yeah. um uh so we'll 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 see, and like we were talking about it before, like holy shit, that shit happened
2: uh Literally. what year know. is it yeah, twenty. 20- 20 yeah yeah Yeah, that's so true going through and
0: repeating almost in a sense yeah what did the um the 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 spanish flu um was it 1918 1919 when did that happen i think so yeah so i mean literally like a hundred years and they say like every hundred years there's a you know um like an outbreak or whatever but um
1: yeah that's so true yeah but there was like
0: world war one was it it was nineteen eighteen yeah 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 So it's a crazy kind of irony right yeah think about it literally and so it's like i just hope what like if my prediction is right there's going to be like this huge boom in the economy and a huge boom and all this shit right that uh well what happened on the the other side of you know the roaring 20s was the great depression and world war ii so let's hope that doesn't happen um but you know i think everything in life is is all cyclical everything Mm -hmm. just always comes around what does the future look like for you
1: good question Mm -hmm. good question i mean i hope it includes just like getting rich just bawling (laughs) like
0: i appreciate your honesty
1: (laughs) i mean honestly that'd be dope yeah like who doesn't who doesn't want want that i don't know i mean for me like
2: (laughs) i love it
1: i i i mean music man like just going really hard with it taking it as far as it can possibly go like that's really my main focus and what i want to just continue focusing on and i'm going to continue focusing on um yeah i mean i have a lot of a lot of goals a lot of things i want to do with it a lot of um yeah i have have a lot of stuff i want to do with it but yeah like I don't know how, how long I'll be in LA. I don't know. There's a lot I don't know, but, um, you know, just, just continuing to kind of do what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. 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 Do you feel like you're on the right path?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about this year. I I think it's going to be a really good year. I I feel, you know, I feel really solid in myself. I feel really prepared. I feel really, um, better than I ever have. Honestly. I mean, going back to COVID again like i feel like just in terms of personal growth during COVID, it was it was just so much and and i feel just so clear yeah yeah
0: what would you say your 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 style of music is
1: um honestly like pop i i used to do a lot of like indie folk stuff but i love pop music i love making pop music like like you know um, I would say more artistic pop. Like I love, you know, some people I love are like Lord Maggie Rogers, stuff like that. That's not like super generic pop, but Lord um, is the shit. Yeah, she's dope. Her I love her. So
0: fucking good. I yeah. saw her at Coachella that year. Ooh,
1: yeah, so dope. that melodrama album. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That was the album that kind of shifted the way that I started making music. Um, but she's dope. Yeah, like there's something about pop music specifically that when I listen to, to pop music, I see a lot of like color, like bright colors and I love color. (laughs) Like, I don't know. There's, there's something about it that just feels really good to me.
0: Um, as we, as we wrap this up, I have one last question. Yeah. All right. Do you, do you believe in aliens?
1: absolutely absolutely i am i love dude ancient aliens that show i'm so on board with i love that show yeah of course i do yeah yeah it's crazy
0: to think right like um uh did you see that video with commander uh david fravor um he was like the fighter pilot and uh they were tracking in on this unidentified flying object and i mean this guy is he, he is uh very very high up and mm-hmm. i mean you know people in the air force uh to like openly talk about this right and even mm-hmm. the government put out the video um and they don't know what the fuck it is right um and uh even like in the the covid bill that that passed they they gave um And they said, like, within the next 180 days, they have to release all the information that they have on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is crazy all in itself. Uh, I I don't know. There's just, like, um, a a lot going on. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like... I'm sure there are other species out there that maybe look at us as um, very similar as to the way we look at goats or pigs. 100%. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's so many people that are like, oh, we're... we're like there's nothing else that, that's out there like we're we, there's i think there's a lot of people out there that think we're just at the top of everything No, when that's probably like the opposite
0: no yeah 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 like, agreed agreed dude i mean i mean even look at fucking dolphins right like just because we can build things 100%. right like 100 like look at like um like some some whales i don't know if all whales but i don't even know what whale i'm talking about i know whales can do this um they can talk to each other, you know, thousands of miles away, mm. right? Like, they didn't need to build cell phones. They didn't have to fucking build the For internet sure. to do that shit, right?
1: And I think, too, like, if you look at the natural world and, Ch- like, as a whole, animals, we the the way that it's like we can only measure intelligence, whatever, by how we understand it correct and it's like there's there's ways of communication intelligence that we don't even understand because we're not capable of it yeah and i think that's why a lot of people just can't even understand like the level of which nature operates it's like because we we can't even like there's so much that we can't even perceive of course and because we're just like buried under our own shit and so it's like literally you know we 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 yeah yeah
0: no it's it's absolutely correct it's a, it's a, it's absolutely correct right and to think that we are the number one you know super power in the entire galaxy you're fucking crazy
1: have like, you had any crazy. any like ufo experiences
0: no but i've had um dmt experiences and psilocybin experiences that have allowed me to top into other parts of consciousness mm-hmm. that um that make me look at life uh, in, a, in a different way, um, and I, I don't believe every single alien person that's had an alien encounter, right? Um, but like people like Bob Lazar and Commander Fravor, Favor, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, it, they just make you look at things differently, and even like the the government coming out and saying things. Um, it's just it's it's very very unique right Mm -hmm. um and so i have not what about you yes oh please do explain
1: yeah multiple i mean (laughs) multiple um yeah i had i mean some in nashville that were just like what even had one in in la last year that was just like crazy what is it i mean just like lights in the sky um that just made absolutely no sense. Yeah. And just like a, f- a, f- a feeling afterwards, like li- like physically and it, it just weird stuff. But yeah, there's there's stuff out there for sure.
0: Well, what's to say, right? Like, you know how we um, sometimes, not sometimes we do this, we'll like tag bears or we'll tag certain animals and like they have GPS locations on yeah, there and yeah, they yeah, track yeah. them, right? what's to say that fucking aliens don't do that for right, some human right, beings, right? Like, right, right, um, 100%. It could use that, but I think it's beyond that. Like, I, I, I think it's beyond yes. our cell phones. But, we, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time where it's like we are, uh we're first generation cyborgs, for sure. Our phones aren't implanted yet, but mm. uh, any, most, of them, a lot of people in, in the entire fucking world now um, have access, right, at different levels, right? But like, especially like, I can only, We talk from America's standpoint. I mean, you walk fucking like to the mall or restaurant or whatever. It's like everyone's on their fucking phones, right? They're, Mm -hmm. they're attached. We are so close to having that part of our, you know, our body. Right. Um, But I believe that there are, there are planetary species out there that, um, where we have done what we have done in a very short period, like a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. But imagine if there was another planet out there that, yeah, didn't have any crazy shit happen, and had the same technological leaps as we have had, but they did it for a million years. Mm-hmm. Come on.
1: Yeah, have you have you looked into like the eye? What is it? Ra. It's this book. I'm Ra, or the Eye of Ra, or something. There's like people that channel and ch- channel different beings. Like this. There's this guy that channels this being named Kai Cryon. I think Cryon. And he like, um, it's, it's just like crazy. It's like he, he channels all this information and there was one video I was watching where he was talking about like free energy and how this is something that we haven't even discovered yet, but this is how like a lot of other civilizations operate and, and all this kind of stuff. The eye of raw, maybe it's, I am raw. I am raw or something, um, yeah, there's there's these people that like channel these these interdimensional or extraterrestrial beings and, and they get all this crazy information like about the pyramids and stuff. It's it's wild. It's you, cool.
0: You know, there is um I don't know, they just uh what is it, the the are on I don't know how to pronounce it, Collider, right? Um uh they 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 believe that they just um I just read it this morning, my brain is terrible. Um, uh, like what we believe is like physics, right? They believe that they unlocked, you know, some other form. Can you pull that up? Uh, the Halduron Collider or whatever. I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly. Um, um, just type in uh, uh, physics collider. I, I need to learn how to pronounce this shit. Let me see. Physics, Haldeon, just try H- Al, uh, do do. Let me let me try this. Let me try this. Hold the, on one second.
1: The tabs we have open are wild. Open Sorry, so, I-
2: I'm having trouble.
0: Um, I, don't, I don't even know Collider. how to play on it. Yes. Well, now, what Do you see. Check, 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 check. Yeah. Uh, what was the title? Scientists at the large Hadron Collider have recorded some highly unusual data that could point to an entirely new force of nature, which would mean a whole new era of physics. The secret lies in an elusive unstable particle called B meson, which isn't biodegrading according to plan. So yeah, this is, uh, it's at the, end uh, European organization, uh, nuclear organization of, what is it, CERN? Yeah. Calls B-Mason's tantaline uh, tension since the particle breaks apart into different amounts of electrons and muons. Then the standard model of physics predicts they should be Masons or paired quarks that move together mm-hmm. and rapidly decay. While scientists have noticed several previous anomalies in B-Masons, the latest observation in decay mode is an even bigger deal as the B-Masons decay and the LHC and the more electrons and fewer neurons, uh, than there should be. So that being said, I have no idea what that means, but, um, no, 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 I, 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 I definitely get it. I just don't know how to pronounce that word correctly. Um, but if this is true, right. Uh, and they continue to test it and figure this out what we think and what we believe, um, as you know, Newton's laws, right. Mm -hmm. Um, could be unlocked and could be completely different. I mean, we look at these. Uh, you know, Commander uh, Favorit was talking about how this, um, this, this, this aircraft could go from zero to fifty thousand feet in less than a second, back and forth with no propulsion, no no heat signature of a propulsion system. They completely blocked their radar, or their tracking system. How the fuck did that happen? If that was any other, like, uh, like the Russians or the Chinese, that's an act of war. That is, mm-hmm. a, you cannot do that right. shit. But they couldn't even. They, 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 none of that makes sense, right? Right, right. And so, what we think of like as propulsion, you know, uh, base systems, at least right now, right, could be completely different in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you have magnetic propulsion that doesn't create heat. Yeah. So you can even think of it in a sense. If what this is talking about on a physics level, that could be basically in a sense of what it yeah. is too. Yeah. Based off the magnetic force of the earth. Yes. Could be different. Can I mean, there's so many different variables you can throw into
0: this. Yeah. So if, if that's, I mean, we're, we're, we're just, we are at this time where if we don't blow ourselves up, right? Um, and no crazy shit happens, you're going to see this huge leap in so many different things we'll see what happens time will tell all right as we wrap this up right as we wrap this up where can people find your shit
1: yeah i'm i'm everywhere um instagram is what i use the most katie bucks my music is on like spotify apple music everything under katie buxton um uh yeah i mean you can find me on twitter and facebook and everywhere else but yeah
0: all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. And why do you go by Katie Buxton?
1: Uh, It's my, it's
0: my name. <laughs> I know. I figured yeah. I'd just ask. <laughs> <laughs> so why Katie Buxton? So why Katie Buxton? All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you uh, so much. I really appreciate it. You got yeah, anything else? Thank you for having me. Anything what? else? Anything
1: uh, else? No. No. No,
0: no, no, no. I said no. no I said no. I said Katie, no. Katie, 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 thank you so much. I really thank appreciate you. you. And uh yeah, until next time. Hell yeah. Voila. Woo! Hey. Wowzers, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you guys really, I hope you guys really, I hope you guys had an incredible time listening to Katie's story. Um, As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with a friend, family member, a Arafo. And um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I'm just losing my mind right now. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, It's back to your story. Remember, uh, we're posting about two to three of these a month now. Um, And if you guys ever have anyone that you think would be a great person on the podcast, direct message me on Instagram. I try to answer that at least a few times a week. I hope everyone's staying safe. And have a good night. Mazel Tov!